بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يحده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله رسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فنؤسك الحديث كتاب الله وخير حدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشرموا محدفاتها وقولوا محدف بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل دلالة في النار وبعد فحياكم الله جميعا وبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى has facilitated for us that we are in this gathering this jalsa which we hope and we ask that Allah Ta'ala makes a benefit for us, for ourselves and yourselves in, our, in this life and the next. What I intended, inshallah Ta'ala, to discuss with my beloved brothers here this evening is the affair of Al-Khawf wal Raja, the affair of fear and hope, both of which are forms of ibadah that emanate from the heart and both of which is upon the servant of Allah to be steadfast upon and to be balanced with and to not lean towards one over the other. And this is the means of success for the servant of Allah. For when we understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the Jannah and has created the Naam. He's created Jannah, he's created the Naam. And he's prepared the Jannah for the righteous. Whilst he's prepared the Naam for the wretched. No doubt it's upon us to be from those that have the hope that we are the individuals that are entering into Jannah. And we have the hope that we are the individuals that are counted amongst the Salihin or Muttaqeen and enter Jannah. Whilst we fear that we may be counted amongst the wretched. And we fear that it may be from those individuals that are entered, entered into the fire. And so to proceed, I just wanted to discuss and read some of the speech of Ahlul Ain beginning with the speech of Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, where he discusses this affair, first and foremost, of Raja, of hope. And he says, Wimma yalbaqi. أن يعلم أن من أن من رجاء شيئاً أو الشيئاً استزام رجاءه أمور استزام رجاءه أمور. So it's a must that when the person has this this affair of hope, that the hope isn't just mere hope. نعم aimless hope. 
Rather, what goes along with it are particular affairs. So the hope which is Mahmud and the hope which is that which is upon us as servants of Allah Taala, it's a particular form of hope. I said there are affairs that have to go with, along with that hope. The first of them, Ahaduha, Muhabba Ma Yarju. So the first of them is that he has love for that which he's hoping for. He has sincere love for that which he's hoping for. So we look at the example of Jannah. We hope to enter into Jannah. And so we have love for that affair of entering into Jannah, of course. And so this is a lazim. This is something which goes along and it has to go along with the hope. The second, the second is that he fears that he may miss out on that thing that he's hoping for. So he fears that he, must, he may miss out on that thing that he's hoping for. So it's not a case of he's neither here nor there, he's indifferent. So he hopes for something, but he's indifferent whether he gets it or not. No, he has genuine fear that he misses out on that. So if we look at the affair of Jannah itself, and the reward of Jannah, entering into Jannah, and this is that, no, no doubt, something that we hope for. Of course, we fear that we miss out on that as well. We fear that we are from those individuals that miss out on that reward of Jannah. And the third affair, the third, is sa'ihi fi tahsili bi hasib al-inkan is that he embarks upon and he strives in order to attain that which he's hoping for. In whichever way is possible. So he strives for that. He's not an individual that merely says, I hope for this. Likewise, you may find individuals that they want something and they do offer it even. But it ends there. And they're not, the, they're not individuals that sincerely hope. They sincerely hope. And rather, it's a must that these three affairs are maqaranatun, go hand in hand and go along with this affair of their hope, of what they're hoping for. And likewise, he goes on to mention for Kullu Rajan Khaifun. Now, so every individual that is Rajan, every individual that is hoping, now likewise Khaif. Likewise, he's an individual that fears. So he's upon the Torah, upon a way of hope. Likewise, he's upon a way of fear. As mentioned, he hopes for that. But likewise, he fears they may pass him by. Now, And Allah Ta'ala mentions indeed in relation to the affair of the Raja that people that have this Raja, this, this hope of course there are people that are upon the Amal Salih because if they have hope for that which Allah Ta'ala has from his reward and from Khair then this hope has to be malazim, the third thing we mentioned, is that he has to embark upon seeking to attain that thing that he's hoping for. It doesn't mean he's hope for it with his heart. He takes the actions in order to attain that. So the one that's home for Jannah, he embarks upon the actions that will allow him to enter into Jannah. As so no doubt, the one that is truly upon hope, 
he's the fa'il or the amin or the amal salih. He's the one that does the righteous action. Naam. And then Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Mu'minun in relation to these individuals. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِعَيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ يُؤْمِنُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِرَبِّهِمْ لَا يُشْرِكُونَ وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُوا بِعَيَاتِ وَكُلُوبُهُمْ وَجَلَ عَنَّهُمْ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ رَاجِعُونَ أُولَئِكِ يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ وَهُمْ لَهَا سَابِقُونَ Allah Ta'ala mentions in relation to these individuals that, in relation, that with the ayat of Allah they believe in them they believe in ayat of Allah and they do not associate anything in partnership with their Lord Naam, and they are individuals that come to their Lord with hearts that tremble with fear whilst they know that they will be returning to their Lord. They are those that hasten towards righteous actions. And likewise, they are those that compete in order to perform those righteous actions. And in relation to these ayat, you have the narration found in the Sunan of Tirmidhi, narrated by Aisha, radiallahu anha, anha qalat, sa'altu Rasulullah sallallahu sallam an hazi l'ayah. Fakultu, ahumma alladhina yashrahoon al-khamr, Wiyaznoon, wiyaswakoon, faqala la ya binti sadiq. So first and foremost, she asked the Messenger of Allah, Aisha She asked the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa those that be referred to within these ayat, are these the individuals that are those that drink alcohol? And those that commit fornication and and still and thus the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions no O daughter of a Siddiq Abu Bakr Siddiq Walakinnum Humul Ladina Yusumuna Wisulum with a Sadakun Wiyakafuna Allah you took Habbal Minhum and so the Messenger of Allah sallallahu said, No, rather, they are those that fast. They pray. They give charity. They fear that their actions, these actions will not be accepted from them. So those are the individuals that hasten towards righteous actions. So within this narration, barakallahu as mentioned, that what is understood, what is understood from this, is that these individuals are hastening towards good. And I hasten, are they hastening towards good because they are aware of the evil they have done? And that's the message of Allah, so within this narration, Missions, i.e., the hastening towards good was due to the fact that they had performed all the righteous actions. They performed the fasting, they performed the affair of salah, they gave sadaqah. But with all of that, they would fear that it would not be accepted from them. And so they would hasten towards the good, but they would fear that it may not be accepted from them. And so that's what we understand, Barakallahu Fikr, in relation to this affair of righteous actions, and this affair of khawf, raja. when it comes to the affair of righteous actions. No doubt the person has hope. He hopes for the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and thus performs the action that allows him to attain that which he's hoping for, right, the righteous actions. 
However, he's not an individual that becomes complacent upon the righteous action. Because he's not aware of which of those actions will be accepted. And so he does, with, uh, along with that, he has fear of which of those righteous actions will be accepted from him. And so, as a result of that, as a result of him not being complacent, he increases the righteous actions. He doesn't do anything less. He increases the righteous actions. Because he has fear of that which will be accepted. And due to the fact that he does not know that which will be accepted. And this is the affair of the believers. Thereafter, we have the speech of Sheikh Fawzan, Hafidahullah, and this is taken from one of his khutb, one of his uh, khutbas. And what you find, this is a point of, uh, as a side point, when you read the khutbas and you listen to the khutbas of Ahlul Ilm, the Ulama, al Rabbaniyun, that the khutbah within it is a darsin of itself. And within it is a means of benefit, as if you're benefiting in a lesson. By way of their tawjihad, the directions that they are given, and advices that they are given, by way of the advices that they are given, by along with the ayat and the nusus, the texts, the hadith, and all that. This is something where we benefit from the ulama, ulama of the past, and ulama of our time. We benefit from their rules, and also we benefit from when they were addressing the people, whether it be khutbah, or whether it be a general mawidah, the general admonition. When you, when you focus upon these, these things and you find that along with them is a benefit in of itself. And so that's about the clock of Sheikh Hosan, he mentions first and foremost, as we mentioned previously, that خوف من إقاب That fearing, fearing the iqab of Allah, the, the, the punishment of Allah, is a form from the different forms of ibadah. And likewise, hoping for his reward, hoping for his reward is another form from the different forms of ibadah. فَلَابُدْ أَنْ يَجْمَعَ الْمُسْلِمِ بَيْنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْرَجَعَ دَائِمًا So it's a must that the Muslim combines between the affair of khawf وَالْرَجَعَ He combines between the affair of fear and hope and this is continuous, it's dying فَيَلَا يَقْبُلَ بْجَانِبِ الْخَوْفِ فَيَكُونَ مِنَ الْخَوَارِجَ الَّذِينَ يُكَفِّرُونَ بِالْمَعَاسِ وَيَخَلِّدُونَ أَصْحَابُهَا فِي النَّارِ وَلَا يَغْلَبْ جَانِبَ الرَّجَاءَ فِيكُمْ مِنْ مُرْجِئَةٍ الَّذِينَ يَزْحَدُونَ فِي الْأَعْمَالِ وَيَزْحَدُونَ فِيهَا وَلَا يُكِيمُونَ لَهَا وَزْنًا أَوْ يُقَلِّلُونَ مِنْ شَأْنِهَا And so it's a must that the person does not go into extremes when it comes to the affair of fear, first and foremost. He does not go into the extremes of fear, lest he may be from amongst the khawarij. Those individuals that may takfir, I declare you to be disbelievers based upon ma'asi, based upon actions of disobedience. And they would declare that the individual that did the action, did such an action, would be, be, would be within the fire for eternity as a result of them falling into ma'asi. And likewise, the person does not go to the other extreme. And be overcome. Be overcome with hope. I overcome with hope more than fear. Lest that it may be from the example of the murja. The murja who will stay away from righteous actions. Because they would not give it its due rights. They did not give it any more weight. 
or the affair of the ma'asi or the affair of actions itself they did not give importance to it to it in of itself and so the one that is only upon fear and is only relying upon fear then you know that he is despaired in relation to the rahmah of Allah tabarakhu ta'ala as Allah ta'ala states وَمَنْ يَكْنُطُ وَمَنْ يَكْنُطُ مِنْ رَحْمَةِ رَبِّهِ إِلَّا الضَّالُونَ and a person does not despair of the rahmah of his Lord he does not despair of the mercy of his Lord except for the people who are astray. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentions, إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رُوحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ And indeed, he is one that does not, does not despair of the mercy of Allah except for a people who have disbelieved. Well, likewise, اعتماد الرجاء فقط عمل من مكر الله. And so the individual that has mere reliance and holds on only to the affair of raja, then he's the one that is complacent, and the one that believes he's secure from that which Allah Ta'ala has planned. As Allah Ta'ala states, فَأَمِلُوا مَكْرُ اللَّهِ فَلَا يَأْمَلْ مَكْرُ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ And Allah Ta'ala mentions that in relation to these individuals, did they believe that they are secure and free from that which Allah Ta'ala has planned? No one has this belief or has this security, believes they have the security from Allah to Allah's plan, except for a people that have fallen into a great loss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala amarana bin jamr bin al-khawf raja Allah ta'ala has commanded us with this affair of khawf and raja. He's commanded us with khawf. He's commanded us with having fear, no doubt. He's commanded us subhanahu wa ta'ala with raja now having hope. But it's a must that we combine between the two. وَهَذِهِ طَرِيقَةُ الْعَنْبِيَاءَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَاةُ And this is the way of the anbiya. This is the way that we find of the anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam. As Allah ta'ala mentions in Nuhum. كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ يَدْعُونَنَا رَغَبًا وَرَهَبًا وَكَانُوا لَنَا خَاشِدِينَ And so, Allah Ta'ala mentioned in relation to the Anbiya, indeed they were those that were hasten towards righteous actions, hasten towards khayrat, calling upon us with desire, calling upon us with desire and reverent fear, and stand before us in khushu. They were khashi'in. And those, so thus, this is the way of the Anbiya. In, in relation to this ayah, Allah Ta'ala mentions that hate upon righteous actions. Hate towards righteous actions. I hate towards righteous actions with rugba. I desiring. Desiring, I mean, hope, no doubt. For that which Allah Ta'ala has by way of thawab. And have a reverent fear of Allah as well. I fear in the punishment of Allah. Fearing as well the affair of the loss of that righteous of, of that reward or the loss of that thing that they are hoping for. And this is the way of the Anbiya. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentions. أَيَّهُمْ أَقْرَبُ وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَتُهُ وَيَخَافُونَ عَذَابًا 
Likewise, those are they are those individuals that call, that call upon Allah, seeking for Him, and seeking Him a station, and nearness to Him. They have hope for His Rahmah. They have hope for the mercy of Allah, and they fear His punishment. This is the tariq of the Anbiya. This is the way of the Anbiya, barakallahu fikum. That they will make jam. They will combine between a khawf and raja. And they will not merely be reliant upon hoping without the other. Or fearing without the other. And so this is the way of the Anbiya. And likewise, no doubt. The individual that is seeking to be upon the way of truth, upon him, is the fair uh, follow the way of the Anbiya. Alayhi salatu wassalam. Likewise, when we find the affair of the Rajal, in Ben Israel, the man from Ben Israel, the Qatal, Mi'at al-Nafs, Dhulman, Udwana, the individual that killed 100 people in about due rights. Sa'al hallahu min tawbah. And he asked, is there, is there tawbah for him? Fadalluhu ala alim min ulama'ihim. And so he was directed to an alim amongst their ulama of their time. فَسَعَلُهُ أَنَّهُ قَتَلْ مِئَةِ النَّفْسِ فَهَلْ لَهُ مِنْ تَوْبَةِ قَالَ النَّعَمْ And so when he asked this alim, like, does he, is there tawbah for him, the individual? responded, نَعَمْ, yes. وَمَنْ يُحُولْ بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَ التَّوْبَةِ وَلَكِنْ وَلَكِنَّكَ بِعَرْضِ السُّوءِ فَذَهَبَ إِلَى أَرْضِ كذا وكذا فإنه إن فيها وناس صالحين يعبدون الله فعبد الله معهم فتاب الرجل. And so he was told that he there was told before him and upon him was to leave this أرض السوء this evil land that he was that he was residing within. And go to this particular land where there are people that are righteous, that worship Allah. And so this individual would worship Allah along with them. And this was something that would aid him in his tawbah. And so he left this land, this evil land, intending to attend, attending to go to the land of the Salihin, of the righteous. And whilst on the tariq, whilst on the path, what came upon him was the affair of death. He, he died. فَاَقْتَسَمَتْ فِيهِ مَلَائِكَ and so, an angel in relation to Rahma, and an angel in relation to punishment, began to dispute in relation to him. Malaika, Malaika to Rahma, yukulun, innuhu jaa taiban ilallah azawajal. And so the Malaika Rahma stated that indeed he had come and he was and he was within this this land or attended to go to this land Taiban as an individual that had made Tawbah. To Allah Azawajal. Whilst the malaikah of Adab 
measure that he had not done any righteous action in his, at all in his life. He had not done any khayr in his life. And so thus, Allah Ta'ala sent an angel in the image of this man or in the image of a man to judge between the two. I was he was he upon the way of the of the malaika of the Rahmah or the malaika of Allah. And that the judging would be based upon where was he closest to? Was he closest to the land that he left? The land of Su, the evil land? Or the land of the Salihin, land of the righteous? And it was judged that he was closest to the land of the righteous. And so thus, he was taken by the Malaika of the Rahmah. And so, what we understand from this narration of, of, of the many benefits, of course, of this narration is that the Muslim that the Muslim does not despair of the Rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is the individual that had killed 100, indiv 100 people he killed 100 people in a manner which was haram in a manner which was oppressive and even due to that Due to the fact that he had the intention of sincere tawbah, sincere repentance, turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was sufficient for him to attain the rahmah of Allah Azza wa Jal. Naam, fa'innahu ida ayyas min rahmatillah istamar fi dhunub al mahasi. And likewise, we have to understand as well. That the individual, no doubt this is something from the shaitan, the individual that begins to despair of the mercy of Allah, what this will do is that it will cause him to continue in that ma'asi. It's going to continue in that evil action, the evil action that he's doing. For indeed, if an individual, for a servant for, for the servants of Allah, is performing an evil actions, and thus, Along with those evil actions, or within those evil actions, he realizes, or he feels, should we say, that there's no rahmah for him. That there's no means of forgiveness for him. That he's gone too far in relation to evil actions. Then of course, he will not see any benefit in cutting off the evil action. And this is from the wasail of shaitan. From the means of shaitan is that he causes the individual to despair in relation to this affair of the rahmah of Allah. And this is something that you find quite commonly as well amongst our brothers and sisters. May Allah aid them and cure them who are afflicted with, with wiswas, for example. That the wiswas will afflict them and it may afflict them when it comes to the affair of tahara. It may afflict them when it comes to the affair of either their purification, their wudu. And this was mentioned by our Sheikh, Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari, and he mentioned the example of one of the tulab that would spend in excessive amounts of time making wudu to the extent that when he would come out of the bathroom that his whole foe would be covered in water because he spent so much time making wudu no doubt this is from the wasil of the shaitan that if the person begins to, to doubt his wudu his tahara then of course bitali that which follows they will begin to doubt his salah if he begins to doubt his salah then of course he's going to start to doubt his islam
And if a person that has this affair with him now, where he despairs of relation to his Islam, then of course the next step for the shaitan is to tell him what is the point in performing righteous actions, as they won't be accepted anyway. And thus this is the sabil, in a kufr, wal ma'asi. This is the path that the, some, of the, in the, the, some individuals fall into when it comes to kufr, when it comes to ma'asi. That they will reverse upon this way and listen to the wasawis of the shayateen. And they indulge in this affair of despairing. And thus as a result, they may fall into these harmful acts. Wallahu musta'am. And so what is upon the person is that he has hope for the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he makes tawbah. And he performs righteous actions. And he performs actions of ibadah and ta'ah. And that Allah ta'ala is aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from the tawbah. And accepts from the submission of the servant. So this man from Ben Israel, now that fell into this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him for that. And so it's upon the Muslim. That he's upon this affair of, and he has malazima of this affair of raja and having hope for the rahmah of Allah. Likewise, it's upon the Muslim to have taqwa of Allah. That he fears Allah. And that he does not fall into this affair of being lapsed. And falling short within his own self. And he does not believe that the affair of Jannah is already guaranteed for him. Or that he is an individual that is already saved from the fire. For indeed this is something which a person cannot guarantee for themselves. And so the Shaykh of he goes on to mention, Lazimu al-istighfar wa tawbah. So what is upon you is to adhere to this affair of istighfar and tawbah. For the Nabi mentions, Kulukum khatta' wa khayra khatta'ina tawabu. The Nabi says, all of you will fall into error. I fall into sin. And the best of those that are erroneous and those that fall into error are those that are tawabun, are the individuals that make tawbah. The individuals that repent. فَأَكْثِرُوا مِنْ تَوْبُ وَاسْتِغْفَارُ مَحْمَا أَذُمَتْ الْضُرُونَ وَمَحْمَا تَقَافُرَتْ and so upon the individual is to be plentiful in Tawbah and increase in Tawbah and increase in Istighfar seeking forgiveness and you find many, many, many places where we're encouraged to seek forgiveness. We're encouraged to seek forgiveness when we leave the bathroom, to, if we, to, to that extent. We're encouraged to seek forgiveness after the salah. On many occasions, we're encouraged to seek forgiveness in our afkar of the sabah wal masa, in the morning and the night. We're encouraged to seek forgiveness. As general words of forgiveness and remembrance. And so thus we're encouraged to seek forgiveness or to make tawbah. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they said, this is the individual that is aware and he has true fear of Allah. And he adheres to the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah ta'ala mentioned, or the message of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, in the hadith, narrated by Abu Dhar al-Ghafari, radiallahu anhu, 
where he mentions that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ittaqallaha haythum ma'kunt. Ittaqallaha haythum ma'kunt. He began the narration with this piece of advice. Uh, this hadith is made up of three pieces of advice from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ittaqallaha haythum ma'kunt. Wa atba'a sayyya hasana tamguha wa khalik alas bi khulikun hasana. I had first, the first piece of advice from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was fear Allah wherever you may be. Second piece of advice, follow a bad deed with a good, for indeed it wipes it out. The third piece of advice, and have good deeds or deal with the people with good mannerisms. This first piece of advice, Barakallahu Fikum, fear Allah wherever you may be. As mentioned by our Shaykh, Shaykh and our Shaykh Ubaid al Jawari, Hafidahullah, he mentioned, that in relation to this affair of this wording, that this is, is upon the abd, the servant, to have mu'alazama of taqwa fi kulli makani wa zaman. That the person adheres to the taqwa of Allah, the fear of Allah, in every time and every place. He's well aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching him, he's aware of his actions. So he adheres to the affair of taqwa. For indeed, he knows that his actions are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows that his actions may be accepted or rejected. He knows that he's accountable for his actions. So he fears Allah wherever he may be. And likewise, that which is personal, what we're discussing as well, the second piece of advice. What we say, hasana, temkuha, and follow a good deed. Or follow a bad deed with a good. Follow a bad deed with a good deed. For indeed it wipes it out. Like whatever evil action you do, Barakallahu Fikum, follow that bad deed with a good deed, with a good action. For it wipes it out. And so it was mentioned well by our Sheikh. He mentions, but in relation to the bad deeds, it's the bad deeds from the Sagayr of Vunub, in the minor sins. Follow it with anything from the good deeds. Follow it with anything from righteous action in order to wipe it out completely. And if what is being discussed and what is being referred to is the major sins, then follow that bad deed with a specific good deed. That specific good deed is Tawbat al That specific good deed is sincere repentance. That sincere repentance when the servant of Allah has left off the sin. He's left off that action. When the servant of Allah has regret for the action that he's fallen into. And that sin or that tawbah where the servant of Allah has the azimah, has the determination and the resolve within his own self not to return to it. And this is the tawbah that is required from us. And so thus the individual has malazam with tawbah and istighfar and he increases upon it. And thereafter, Sheikh Bozani mentioned that shirk, shirk, that shirk is the a'zam al-dhurub. A'zam al-dhurub is shirk. There's no greater sin than shirk. There's no greater, there's no greater Action of dhul than shirk. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the shirk of dhulmun azim. That indeed shirk itself is a great oppression. And thus, if the individual falls into shirk, naam, associate partners of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Watab. And then he repents for that. And he's sincere in that repentance. And he has fulfilled the condition of repentance. Allah Ta'ala accepted it from him. That's the grace of sin. This is the sin where we understand that the individual, if he dies upon it, will be in the hellfire for eternity. And such an individual, if he makes tawbah, sincere tawbah, Allah Ta'ala will forgive him for that. So no doubt it's upon the individual 
that he does not become from those that are reliant upon his actions and reliant upon what he, used to, he deems to be righteous actions and what he perceives from himself to be righteous actions. For he does not, indeed he does not know, in reality he does not know which of his actions are righteous, which of his actions will be accepted. And so thus, as we mentioned, the individual, the servant of Allah, he adheres to this affair of khawf or raja, and he makes jump between the two. And this is how an individual adheres to that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And uh, I'll conclude with those words, insha'Allah ta'ala. Fajazakumullahu khaira wa barakallahu fikum wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Fajazakumullahu khaira. Somebody says, for example, that they agree with the Salafi mentality. They want to take the good from the Sufis. They like some of the stuff that the Sufis do. What's the position on something like this? They like Sorry. the dhikr, for example. Sorry? They like the dhikr, for example. Okay. They take from that. But they, they agree with the Salafi Manhaj. They, they, they agree with the Salafi Manhaj? Yeah, the, the, the Aqidah and everything. Right. They like the aspect and the color of the aspect and take from it. So they said that we, we agree with the Salafi Manhaj? Yeah. But we want to take from the, from the good of the Sufi. Yeah, but I, I like the dhikr, for example. I like the, the, the aspect of it. And we like, for example, the, the, the yeah. way they do dhikr. Yeah. First and foremost, when we say. That within that statement itself is tanakut. Within that statement itself is contradiction. Because if you say you, you agree with the Salafi Manhaj, within the Salafi Manhaj is not taken from the good or not taken from anything from Ahlul Bid'ah. Now I'm not taking from them um, whether it's perceived good or anything other than that. That's the first thing. Within the Salafi Manhaj, a person suffices with that. But the Salafi Manhaj, first and foremost, is, and we say this unapologetically, is the truth. The Salafi Manhaj is the only truth because this is the way, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. As Shaykh and Shaykh Obeid mentioned, that the Salafi Manhaj does not come from one individual, one person, one Shaykh, one, one individual. This Salafi Manhaj is Munazzal min Indillah. Naam, it has been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. So when we understand that, if a person is well aware of the Salafi Manhaj, he will suffice with the Salafi Manhaj. There's no need to go to anything else. If he understands the reality of the Salafi, of the manager Salafi. That's the first thing. The second, that if a person says we want to go to the Sufis and take we want to go to the Sufis, the reality is, is that you are not a person in a person this person is not in any position to differentiate between what is that perceived to be good and that which is perceived to be evil. And so what you may be taking from them is what you perceive to be good. And reality is evil. And reality is harmful to you. Reality is harmful to that which may be harmful to you in the dunya and the akhirah. The third thing is that you mentioned the, the example is that they like the dik, their dikha. Naam. That's a clear indication of the second point. So they, they said that they would take the good from them and then they go on to mention the dikha. The dikha is from the, the most evil things from them because they, that is from their bid'ah. The way that they do the afkar is from the, the bid'ah that they fall into. The, the way that they do the afkar is not from the way that the Messenger of Allah taught us to do the afkar. So, now them saying that we take, I want to take it for the good from them, an example of the good from them, I'm, I'm going to do this, is a clear indication of their ignorance of what they perceive to be good and bad. And so, it a, should be an indication for them and a warning for them, that, an early warning sign for them, that they, that they do not know and differentiate between the good and the bad, and so that they should leave off the way of Ahlul Bidah in totality. And this is the way of the Salaf. The way of the Salaf, we understand that we have the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Now, everyone says that. You go to a Shia, he's going to say, I have a hadith that supports what I'm upon. You go to a Khariji, he say, I have an ayah and a hadith that supports what I'm upon. You go to a Muraji, he'll say the same thing. You go to someone from uh, the, the Jahmi, he'll say the same thing. So, what differentiates with us between them? Because I'm, people will say this, no doubt. Of course. You'll, say, you'll find people that will say that you say you're upon the truth, you say you're upon the truth, it's all confusing to me. Now, I'm just going to stay out of it. I'm just going to stay in my house and, get, and stay out of it. How many times do you hear this? Now, it's plentiful. Because I always hear, this one says he's upon the truth and he's got his proofs. 
This one says he's upon the truth, he's got his proofs. So how do you differentiate by the people? You differentiate by going back to the athar of the Salaf. How did the Salaf understand this? So this Rafa he comes and he brings his, these, uh, these Nusuls. Whether the Nusuls are correct or not, he comes and he brings these, these texts. You say, who from the Salaf understood the text like you? You find the Kharaji, he brings the text. He says, who from the Salaf understood the text like you? And this is the man who said essentially. That not only do we hold and we do we hold the text in high regard and the book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, but we do not understand it just as we feel we want to understand it. We have precedence in how we understand these things. And so when it comes to this affair of Akhdul Ilm and understanding knowledge, then how did the Salaf understand knowledge? The Salaf understood knowledge by taking from those that are from the Salihin, those that were righteous, those that were upright. And not from Ahl Bidah. No. So this is, if a person says this, he should understand that this is Mukhalaf, the way of the Salaf. So if he agrees with the manager of the Salaf, he has to agree with that as well, the aspect. <coughs> the person also mentioned he wants to find a Sheikh that is really close to Allah and kind of be close to him. And you know, you know how like, the Sufis do. So he wants to find a Sheikh that, that is really, really close to Allah. So no. I said, How do you know, you know this person yeah. is close to Allah? So he said he wants to find a Sheikh that yeah, is close, really to Allah. close to Allah. No. And, and follow him kind of thing. Right. In relation to finding a teacher or a sheikh, now first and foremost, when we look for the 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 one that we take knowledge from, then we have the narration, one or narration, um of of Ibn Siri and the Hadha and Indeed this knowledge is religion. So to look to who take who take religion from. Now this is who this is the first this is the first basis who we take origin from as for who is close to Allah who is not close to Allah this is something which is not known to us Naam. all we can do is take from that which is apparent and so when it's apparent that the individual is upon khayr is upon the sunnah is upon haq now it's calling to the haq then of course we take knowledge from him and the way that it becomes apparent is by, by two means Naam. by two means the first is what is known as tansis Naam, where another person from Ahlul Ilm has said, this person is recognized for his knowledge. Naam. The other is what is known as Istifada, where it's because widespread and there's many narrations amongst Ahlul Ilm about this individual, that he's from Ahlul Ilm. Naam. And so, when, it, when that's the case, then of course we'll take knowledge from them. But it's not upon our own judgment or our own upon our own ignorance where we say this person appears to be close to Allah or I know he's close to Allah which is ignorant in of itself so I'm going to take knowledge from him no, of course not rather it's about where the, indiv- where the individual he was apparent from them and from the, the, the speech of other scholars that, or the speech of other people's knowledge that this is something we can take knowledge from now also going back to the, the, the point we mentioned about upon us is the way to self now this is in accordance with the, the statement of Al-Awza'i Alaykum bi athar al-Salaf When the Rafa Dakanas In the Pukhandu you said Here to the athar The narration of the Salaf Even if the people reject you Now this is If you adhere to the, to the narration of the Salaf You adhere to the book of Allah And the Sunnah and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu All in one And so Anything outside of that Is not going to be guidance And that's the reality Wallah Barakallahu صلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم